my friend was broke. She didn't know what to do or where to turn. I'm Nora Ellen. The reason I began this podcast called Women Starting Over is to help women like my friend who find themselves in financial hardship, like divorce, or lost their job or went bankrupt, or maybe, sadly, their husband passed away. You will love these real-life stories of my guests of how they went from being broke to hope to financial success. If she can do it, so can you. Here we go. You are going to love my guest who went from being a single mom on welfare to now enjoying the life with welfare of health and happiness in her life and enjoying good financial success. She has 25 years in business now, has worked with startups, doing mergers, acquisitions. She's now been implementing her strategies that she has learned in business to start a wonderful women's ministry for single moms. She is mentoring currently 10 young women for business and spiritual growth, helping a lot in her church with, again, uh, implementing everything that she's learned in business. I love how she loves to help and give back. She is the mother of three boys, has a blended family, a successful, loving, blended family. It's really cool. One of her sons is sitting right here in our studio, which is absolutely awesome. She just got back from Houston and rushed to the studio. So I am so excited to have niece Jackson here listening or talking and you, my friend, are listening and you're going to love her story. So we're going to start with you were a young woman, college age, single, and take it away. Thank you, Nora. Thanks for having me on your show. Um, yeah, I was a freshman in high in college, um, just starting out, and got into some trouble. Got pregnant and um, out of wedlock, and um, that was a really tough time for my for me and my family. Um, uh, the disappointment, as you can imagine, and um, I'm first generation born here in America. My parents okay. were immigrants. Okay. From the Philippines. And um, so that wasn't uh, what they had hoped for, uh, especially me being the eldest of three. So um, here I am pregnant. Um, the father of my baby uh, left when I was five months pregnant. Wow. So I needed solutions and answers quick um, on, you know, what I needed to do with my life. So I did get on welfare and got on assistance to be able to pay for the hospital bills and the care that I needed um, through my pregnancy um, and then labor and delivery and making sure that my son had insurance, right, uh, medical coverage. Um, so that was um, important. And, you know, it was a point in my life where I was really lost. And I, I remember um, hearing uh, God's voice one day saying, I'm going to be okay. And this was before I gave birth to my son, um, that I was going to be okay. I don't know what that was going to look like, but I really was worried about my future. Sure. And That's I'm a sure. a scary place to be. Absolutely. So here I am, 19, and I'm working a part-time job while I'm going to school and um, at a Macy's in downtown San Francisco. 
and I encountered this woman who um, just struck up a conversation with me um, and began to talk to me about how God is a good shepherd and that he seeks the lost. And immediately it resonated with me because at that point I was really lost in life. I didn't know what to do. And um, I had a supernatural encounter with him. Wow. And uh, that day I gave my life to Christ. And that is when things began to turn around for me. I did stay in school for another year. I was bringing my son to uh, school with me. There was on-site daycare at San Francisco State. Um, but it was such a struggle. Um, I, I, I can remember get, trying to get on the bus to go to school wow. with him, with his, with him in his stroller, with my backpack for school, his baby bag, and an umbrella because it was raining. Oh, wow. And <laughs> nobody on the bus would help me get on. So I'm here trying really? to close oh up gosh. the stroller, hold him oh. in my arms and all of our stuff and the umbrella and to get on. And I just remember crying on that bus. Wow. Going, what oh. am I going to do with my life? I can't. I can't do this. And um, the father wasn't helping at all. I wasn't getting any. I mean, he was gone. So I had I had no assistance from him. Yet he was a student at the school too. So it was a it was a struggle. Sure. Whoa, that would be hard. Yeah, absolutely. Like very lonely place. But um I decided to leave school and uh get a full time job, start working and um trying to just get out from my situation. And so it was really just about um, making a life in some way, shape, or form. So I was doing temp jobs. Um, I was learning as much as I could. I realized that I start. I, I had a knack for things that were administrative. Um, and got really good at it. And one day, a friend of mine said, "Hey, there's a startup company um, in the the Bay Area, in the Pleasanton area, that um, they're looking for." For people, well, I applied and started my first job at getting paid thirty thousand dollars a year, mm-hmm. and um, I thought that was a whole lot of money <laughs> at the oh, time. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> and but with that with that salary, I was able to get on my own um, and get off of welfare. Okay, um, I my dad did help me out and buy help me buy a car. Um, so I had a way to get to and from work, um, with my son. I was able to get subsidized daycare for my son while I worked. Um, but God really started to, um, make ways for me, even in that workplace. Um, the favor of God, um, was really showing me that I can, make something of myself. Absolutely. You know, and coming from a place where I was rejected and um, didn't feel like I had a whole lot of hope or answers or solutions um, at work, I just focused with my head down and started to get promoted. I was with that company for five years before they were acquired, but um, gained a lot of experience. During that time, I did meet my husband and when I met my husband, um, we 
had him after we got married, had Elijah when we got married. And um, I said, I really need to go back to school because I, I love business and I really want to finish my degree in business. Okay. And he totally supported me in that. And um, as soon as I gave birth to Elijah, a month later, I was back in school. Okay. Wow. And <laughs> quick, quick turnaround there. It was, it was, I was determined. I sure. was determined. And so um, fortunately, I have a really supportive husband and uh, that, that was really key. And that, that uh, can make a big difference. It can. I love what you did with go, uh, going on welfare. There's times when we do need to take advantage of programs like welfare. And there are always organizations around us that can help. I know here in Arizona, we have 183 agencies that help women. And it's, we just, and that's to help women like you get back on your feet. And you mentioned something too that I, we haven't had with another person on the show, but temporary jobs. Yeah. There, when I was younger, I would do Kelly Girls. And that's something to do in the meantime to have some money coming in mm-hmm. is to check with a headhunter, places like Kelly Girls. I also like how you applied for that job because sometimes we think, oh, I don't know if I can get it. Go for it. Just remember, go for it. One yes. thing can lead to another. And that you saw that you had a knack for business, like you said. Mm-hmm. I want our friend listening to know you have a knack for things. (laughs) Maybe you haven't realized it, but you do have a knack for things. And it's always a good idea to make a list of your strengths. Ask your friends and family what they think your strengths are. We don't need to do the weakness thing. Let's just focus on the the strengths. And uh, that's, that's really wonderful because that helped you get to the point where you could finally get that job and be out on your own as a young single mother. Absolutely. So that's wonderful. And I love how you believe in God and just sharing that part of your life. Thank you. With what encouraged you and in the favor of God. And okay, so now you are married and Mm -hmm. going to school. Yes. So I'm married and going to school, and that probably was the toughest part of my life. I thought, you know, being a single mom and um, and not having much was hard, but I, the, the true challenges really came when I, after I got married and was working full time and going to school. So um, I did not stop working full time because when uh, my uh, husband and I got married, we bought a house right after and um, we needed means to be able to pay for the house. So working full time, um, being able to uh, commute, my commute was 93 miles one way back in California. So it was was tough. A lot of time on the road and they didn't have podcasts in those days to listen to past the time. (laughs) Yeah, they did not. You know, they had, I I had my uh, worship music and prayer time. That's how I spent my commutes. And um, really the, the time spent um, in that car really helped um, ease a lot of the stress um, that came with, you know, a new marriage 
a blended family, going to school at night. I mean, I was up before sunrise and I was back home after sundown. Um, and I rarely saw my family. So it was a really huge sacrifice. Sure. But I knew that there was something greater that was going to come. Like we know that when the battle is, when the battle's the fiercest, the the victory is even greater. That's so um, I really hung on to that and that knowing that, you know, things are going to be hard. Life is hard. Life is tough. But there's always grace in that, in those moments. Mm-hmm. Um and it's character building, you know, Absolutely. God's strengthening us. He's teaching us how to trust him. He's teaching us how to depend on him, um, not in our own strength, but in in his truly. I mean, I could tell lots of stories of, of the struggles about near-death experiences oh. and things like that, wow. that, that really um, impacted my life um, in, and surrendering. You know, I, I'm here I am working extremely hard with this new startup company and um, just learning how to, you know, manage money, um, share decisions with uh, a a husband, you know, I was a single mom. And so, you know, you learn to not be dependent on others. That's true. To be your own boss. You learn to just make the decisions that need to be made and keep it moving. Right. Which is good. Because yeah. when you are a single mom, that's what you need to do mm-hmm. is to make those decisions. But then when you do marry, you want to be able to be collaborative yes, <laughs> and not just kind of get stuck in being so independent. That doesn't make for, for a good relationship. I love your mindset where you kept yourself thinking in ways of that served you so to speak, rather than getting into self-pity or bitterness or angry. Oh my gosh, look how hard I'm working and, and woe is me or something like that. Those, those kinds of thoughts don't serve us. When somebody that I love listening to, which is Graham Cook, and he, I love what he says, beloved, have another thought in his English <laughs> accent. or I, Maybe he's Australian. I forget where he's from, but our thoughts can either serve us or, or hurt us. And so I love your positive mindset to, and uh, how you thought about towards your situation. Mm-hmm. And that's really key is having that positive mindset and be being able to reach for more. Um, I had a builder's mindset. You know, we the Bible says, "Don't ever despise humble beginnings." Yes, right. and we're always working towards something, mm-hmm. and we're never going to stay in that place. It's those are those are life lessons for me. Right. Um, like I said, those moments, those tough moments, were times of learning. Right. Um, what is God trying to teach me in this moment? Um, whether it's it was trusting Him or um, improving my prayer life or um, learning new strategies on how to make money. How do I um, steward these resources wisely, right? Mm-hmm. Um, coming from having very little, you learn to um, manage your money in such a way that um, is going to make it stretch. Sure. <laughs> a lot of coupons. A lot of coupons. How was it growing up with your parents when it came to finances? What kind of modeling did you experience? Well, you know, my parents were immigrants and um, they 
my grandmother on my mother's side. Um, she was born in 1910. Wow. She came from an era where they didn't, girls didn't go to school. Mm-hmm. They, um, so my grandmother did not know how to read or write. Um, she taught herself. Wow. That's impressive. Yeah. She taught herself how to read and write. And she used what she knew, which was weaving blankets um, to be able to sell them at the market so that my mom and my uncle can go to college. Wow. Yeah. Good for her. So, and my mom um, was able to come to America on a professional visa. She majored in chemistry. And at the time she came to America, her and my uncle, um, who majored in engineering, were both approved for a professional visa and they came to San Francisco. And um, my mom eventually went back to marry my dad, who was serving in the Air Force. And um, was he Filipino also? Yes. Or, okay, good. Yes. So um, that was a big, you know, dream come true for my mom. Um, my dad is one of nine children. Wow. And um, very heavily, um, I mean, education was so important to their family. Um, so I have a lot of a family full of like doctors and nurses and, um, you know, very well educated um, uncles and aunts. And uh, my grandparents were farmers, rice farmers. So they put, they worked really hard to put them through school. Mm-hmm. Some are professors in college. Um, they teach. They um, some studied medicine. Some st- went on to study nursing and business. And so they're very accomplished. Mm-hmm. And so coming to America, that was their way of. Um, instilling those same values. But in terms of managing money, my parents weren't very communicative. Okay. So um, I knew that my dad was very frugal. You know, he always um, told us to save, 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 save. Oh, that's it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Just the one thing that is in, in families are like that. Mm -hmm. We don't communicate a about money or sex with our kids. Right. We expect it to happen in schools when really it's better to mm-hmm. happen in the home. I'm fortunate that my parents did talk about money. My dad was an entrepreneur, but it's something to discuss so that your kids can be financially literate, as mm-hmm. I say it, be able to balance a checkbook, understand about their saving giving and spending those, those three areas and they need to be balanced out. You can get so much into the spending where you feel guilty and can't even enjoy the work of your hands. Right. So that's okay. Yeah. So we, my dad worked really hard and um, he was the breadwinner in our family and it was not a lot of communication. It was, you know, do as I say. And that's it. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> and you were telling me that was it your dad that wanted you to be a nurse because of the mm-hmm. doctors and nurses and your- <laughs> it was you know for him it was a sure guarantee that I would you know live a good life oh, okay. and I would be financially stable. Okay, well, knowing you like I do, <laughs> I I just when you t- first told me that no, I don't see that nurse thing. I'd see the business side. <laughs> so <laughs> nursing is great though. It's it something is. my daughter in love. I call her my daughter in love. She's a nurse and. She's home with baby now, which is really wonderful. 
the good thing about a nursing degree is you can use it all your life in different ways, right? Absolutely. And um, okay. the same as business. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's another great area is is business. And the thing about business is being an entrepreneur in a way is somewhat caught more than just taught. Like I was going to go back to school to get a business degree. And when I looked at the classes, I thought, I know all that stuff already. It wasn't going right. to teach me more. And uh, for me, okay, so back to you with uh, you're this young mother going to school, had an infant. Mm-hmm. Well, we have we had three. Three. And oh, when okay. we got married. My my husband has one. Oh, okay. I have one, and then Elijah's ours together. Oh, so so there he's <laughs> there he is sleeping. No, he's just meditating on our wonderful he conversation. <laughs> He's a doll. He's, oh, that's, well, that's awesome. Good for you. So each of you had one, had one together. That's what I call a blended family. Right. And you're a wonderful family. I, I Kudos you. to you. I Thank commend you. you for <laughs> being able to make a blended family the way you work, yes. um, the, way you, the way you've done. It was a lot of hard work and still a lot of hard work. But um, our youngest is in college now, and um, we were able to now both um based on what we've learned together as a couple, really instill in them the importance of having a budget, yes. um, knowing where your money goes. Um, we listen to a lot of Dave Ramsey, good. and um, it's it's great because it makes you good, a good steward with right. the resources that God gives you. And um, I think that's really important. There's a lot of resources out there yes. that help you manage money. You don't have to make a whole lot of money to make it. It's what you do with it. It's so true. Right. 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 That's, and I think that was really the key for me when I was um, a single mom is learning how to do the things that I needed to do with what I had. Right. 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 So important. Absolutely. We just think a little bit of money, we just can't make it, but it is how you end up making the money, saving the money, giving even uh, you reap what you sow. Absolutely. And, uh, that's, I love that about you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I think also, you know, not focusing on, um, what others are doing good and what they have. Right. Cause I think a lot of people have this, um, keeping up with the Joneses yes. type of mentality. True. And I've seen so many people destroy themselves mm-hmm. over it. And um, find themselves in financial situations that are—I I don't think they've ever dreamed of, of having—and right. you end up being in so much debt. Yes. Um, and then for what? Right. Right. All right. So it's keeping yeah. things in perspective, um, making sure you have you stick to your priorities, right. which is being honorable at work, mm-hmm. working hard. Um, and then providing, especially when others are dependent on you. Right. Oh, that's wonderful. And I love that philosophy. I was thinking one thing, again, I want to share with our friend that's listening to us that when you did go on welfare, which was good, is not, not to be ashamed when we do have to reach out for, for help and get programs and not be ashamed of, well, I don't have this and, and I don't have that because it's, that is just what, what I call fear of man. Right. 
And fear of man and insecurity about who you are can really wreak havoc in your life. Mm -hmm. Instead of knowing who you are and everyone has destiny, everybody's created for purpose. Yes. Rather than, well, I've got to dress this way or as women. Mm -hmm. I know for a lot of us, we don't feel like we can even leave the house if we don't have our some kind of makeup on or mm-hmm. our hair a certain way. It's kind of <laughs> exhausting sometimes rather just being secure in who, who we are. So one, true. One thing is that I, that I've realized in my life, people remember you and care more about you, not for so much what you look like, but how you treat them. Yes. How much, how you love them or not, or, So just remember that if you aren't feeling very beautiful, smile at people and just love on them and treat them well. That's what they're going to remember. They're not going to think, oh, look at that eyeshadow. Or their lashes or whatever. Or the lack (laughs) of it. It's it's your smile and and how how you're treated. That's what we remember. Yeah. It's so good. I'm so glad you, you know, brought that up because there's a lot of distractions out there that are just not important right. um, when you don't have much and there are, you know, there's this little person that or persons for those of you who have, you know, more than one kid, you, you have to put food on the table Yes, and sacrifice is love is sacrificial. Yes. And sometimes you have to just deny yourself of those, you know, those luxuries um, that really, at the end of the day, don't benefit you right. or your children. Right. You know, and I think that being a single mom, I just didn't have that option. I didn't have that luxury to to say, you know, I'm going to go get my nails done every week right. <laughs> or um, whatever it is that, you know, makes you. Now, I'm not saying that you could should completely deny yourself because if you work really hard, you know, you it's important to right. to treat yourself every now and again. And my mom taught me that is that, you know, if you work hard, you know, make sure you reward yourself too. That's true. And um but you know, you pointed to giving, you know, when my mom passed away and my mom never got to work in the career that she went to school for. Oh. Wow. Yeah. What, she what did she go for? She was a, she majored in chemistry. Okay. Wow. And um, when she came to America, there were job opportunities for her in Michigan, but she didn't know anybody in Michigan. Mm. And I think as a woman, um, my uncle was very hesitant to let her go out there on her own without family being there either. Sure. Um, You know, she's an immigrant. Mm -hmm. Um. I think back early in the seventies, there was just a lot of probably racial tensions back in those times. Yes. It just was not a safe. Still are. Yeah, true. <laughs> um, I just can't imagine like my mom being new to the country, oh. you know, English is a second language. Oh, right. Right. So sure. um, she ended up staying in San Francisco. She, you know, found uh, work in, um, I think a dairy factory um, at first working in the labs and then also uh, then she went into medical billing and was really good at it Mm -hmm. Um, but when she passed on I didn't realize how loved she was by so many people 
um, I mean, the house was packed oh. and overflowing. Oh, that's so and, sweet. And, um, you know, I love how you said it doesn't matter what you wear or, you know, my mom is a very modest woman, but her example in just loving and being generous mm-hmm. with even the little that you have, it's, it goes, it impacts people. It does impact people. And it does come back to us in some various ways. Yeah. I love your story because you went from being on welfare to enjoying welfare in life. You didn't get to the end of, okay, you graduated mm-hmm. and, and, the, and your degree was in business? It was in business management. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. And then that's what took you into the 25 years you've had in business, helping with the startups and the acquisitions that we've, we've mentioned. So friend, there's hope. If you were on welfare, just remember niece Jackson, she was on welfare, but she was able to get off and live in welfare instead of being, being on welfare. Is there anything you want to add that we didn't get to talk about before we close now? No, I just, um, you know, want to encourage uh, the women out there. If you're struggling financially, there are resources. And uh, Nora mentioned it. You know, there's uh, there's programs that are available right. to to us in this in this country, which is the awesomest country in the world. Yes, I mean, we do mission trips in Mexico, and they have nothing. Mm. They have absolutely nothing to help support um, these families that are impoverished, right? The church is the solution. There's a lot of churches that are um, going into these cities that are trying to help these families. But it makes me grateful that I can come home and work in a country where there's so many programs yes. available to right. assist people exactly. what, with whatever your struggle is, whether it is financial. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why we have, you know, a welfare system right. is to help people get exactly. on their feet. Exactly. There's definitely a place for it. And there's no intention to, now there are folks that, you know, are dependent on the system. They do. Which, you know, I think that we have to encourage them to, find their purpose right. and find their identity right. because they've been created for greatness. Yes. And um, there's a way to break that generational cycle right. and that mentality that I'm just going to be dependent. Yes. And there's no freedom in that. No, that's a miserable place to be is to live like that and decide this is where I'm going to stay. Yeah. And there are some, as I, I don't have that much I don't know that much about it, but that I've heard. I mean, I saw my own, a friend whose mother was on welfare. She ended up on welfare and that's not what the program is for. Right. And we do know, unfortunately, there are people that abuse, abuse these programs, yes. but there's a lot of help out there through either government program, churches. There are a lot of nonprofits and charities. They're out there. Probably my friend listening, you've never needed that before. So mm-hmm. you don't even know that exists, but it does exist. Yes. And uh, they're there to to help. And we live in a day and age of the internet where you can read a lot of blogs and you can watch YouTubes. You can listen to this wonderful podcast mm-hmm. where I have guests like Nice on here to encourage you and give you hope. So yes. you know 
Thank you. When she can do it, so can you. I say dream big, dream big and pursue it and use the resources that are available to you to make it happen. It's okay to get help. It's temporary, but when you um, achieve your dreams, then you can give back and help others. And I think that's what really inspires me today is that I know what God has done in my life and where he's brought me from. And there are women that need to know that he can do it for them too. Absolutely. All right. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you, niece. Thank you for having me. Well, my friend, thank you for letting me be with you today. Please leave a review so that women that need help can find this podcast. I am Nora Ellen, your host. See you next time on Women Starting Over.